This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, alongside Gangster Pete and Iggy. Welcome in to another episode. And this one is with Chris McKenzie, but you probably would know him as Mac from Mac's Local Eats. Uh, and this is an interview. You know, I had, here's, here's, here's kind of the backstory. Even though I had wanted to have Mac on the show, um, was working out a couple weeks ago. Gentleman comes up to me, as uh, as men often do when they, they see my physical prowess, and uh, he's complimentary of the show and the podcast. And uh, and then the next day, uh, said it was nice to meet you, and emailed me and said, um, you know, I'd really like it if you guys would interview like business owners in St. Louis and kind of hear the story of their business. And I said, well, it's funny you should say that because we're working on having Chris McKenzie from Max in. But I like the idea. And then as we were kind of leading up to the day or two in advance of doing the interview, I'm like, man, I'm really looking forward to interviewing him. Um, and so uh, when when I met him, I had no idea that he had actually been on the InsideSTL.com message board. We had never met before, but he uh, was on the InsideSTL.com message board back in the day. And, um, and so while he was working in his software job, he wasn't always in the restaurant industry, he would hang out on the inside stl.com message board. But to hear uh, Chris's backstory on how this all came to fruition with what is considered to be one of the best burgers, if not the best burger in the St. Louis area. Um, and then also the thing that I couldn't wait to ask, but I knew there had to be an answer. I'm sure he had been asked a million times is why not expand? Um, I think it's, I think it's one of the most endearing answers I've, I've had. Um, since since starting to do this thing nearly two and a half years ago. I mean, it was really uh, a sincere answer. And candidly, uh, it makes me kind of think about some things as well because he's just, uh, well, you'll hear his answer. And uh, I wonder what you think as well, especially if you're an entrepreneur. I think a lot of people uh, who, who go, well, yeah, well, all it would be is this, you know, but you're also taking on this. But not, usually an entrepreneur has this trait of like unbridled ambition um, and, and, you know, Chris is clearly an entrepreneur, but has some great perspective. So that was my favorite part of the interview. Um, and I think you'll appreciate it at the very least, cause it's just not a common answer. So that conversation, uh, is at the tail end of our discussion with, uh, Chris McKenzie Mac from Mac's local eats here. He is presented by Mark Hanna of evergreen wealth strategies. He was kind enough to come into the homeloanexpert.com studios. If you are in the market for a new home, if you are looking at refinancing, make sure you go to the homeloanexpert.com. The homeloanexpert.com studios is where we are, and it's where we recommend you go if you are going to buy a home or refinance. As the weather starts to warm up in March and April, that's when the home market comes alive, and with interest rates as low as they are, a lot of people will be out there shopping. Make sure you are putting yourself in the best position by getting pre-approved at thehomeloanexpert.com. But the biggest thing you can do right now is refinance and capitalize on those home values being as high as they are and the interest rates as low as they are. As I just said, they are so low that this is the time to do it. Lock in, capitalize, thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly and his staff, sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan Show. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies presents our guests each week every Monday. I mean every Monday. Going back to October 1st, 2017, we have new guests for you. What uh, last week was learned from KC95. The week before, uh, we had um, Keith Kachuk in. Uh, I'm down at spring training, so I'll have Cardinal interviews for you. Who knows what we'll have coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, Mark Hanna makes that all possible. And what I say about Mark Hanna, I really mean. And that is, you need a financial advisor. It really doesn't matter what age you are. But somebody you can call, text, email, and say, hey, I got this situation. What do you think? I don't know how many times I've done, even for like simple things, even for, for going to spring training, for that matter, as a matter of fact, like, okay, you know, how would we do this? How should we do this? What do you think here? What do you think there? 
And just to even if even if you're you're pretty sure it just confirms it, or if you're really unsure, you have somebody who knows, much less putting you on the right path for maximizing your income and putting you on the right path for retirement. Mark Hanna is that person. Go online at evergreenstl.com and make Mark Hanna a part of your financial plan. He'll be happy to do it. He helps everyday people every day. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, online at evergreenstl.com. Part of what Mark Hanna does is help people live their dreams. Well, Chris McKenzie had a goal and as he says, I mean, it truly is. It's kind of one of those American dream stories because Max has not been around for like 10, 20 years. It's celebrating its third anniversary in February. So this is quite a story and how it all came to fruition and also his perspective on expansion. Two things that I think you will really enjoy hearing. Ladies and gentlemen, courtesy of Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. Our guest this week on the Tim McKernan Show is Chris Mack McKenzie. Chris, welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me, Tim. I am so excited about doing this interview, and I don't know what that says, but I couldn't be more excited. Have we ever met? Had we met before? I don't know that we have. And I didn't know that you were on the Inside STL message board, and that is a, this is a defining moment. <laughs> it's certainly, I'm not going to lie, it's not on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I, and I didn't know we had, I was just like, I told Pete about 10 minutes before he got here. I go, we've had, I mean, listen, we've had Hall of Fame hockey players, football players, baseball players, politicians, senators, whatever, media personalities, national, whatever. And for whatever reason, I can't wait to bullshit with you. I, I'm just, I'm so excited. And you're probably like, dude, settle down. But no. I'm like, I really, because I, I don't know your story. I just know. I respect what you've done so much. And you're just like a guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to do something and look at, you know, I've done it. And Boy. I think it's super cool. And I admire that. Well, I, man, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, that's for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to tell it. I, I suppose a lot of people, when they hear it, it is a cool story mm -hmm. in the sense that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very American dreamlike mm -hmm. to a certain degree. Um, uh, hey, that fires people up that it, they know that somebody can do it, that it, that a guy can do it. You didn't it come happened, from like country day happens, or something like still. that. And, you know, you, you came up with that. Yeah. All right. So let, let's, where were, where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born in Western Louisiana. Uh, I was raised effectively in South County. All right. Um, where in South County? Let's get specific. Let's get specific. Lake of the Woods subdivision. All right. Uh, Lime Ferry and Baumgartner-ish. Okay. Ringer Road-ish. Um, Oakville School District. Um, uh, my parents are from Washington, Missouri. All right. uh, my mom, uh, I'm the oldest of five boys. Oh, you're really? Big she, family. She uh, uh, cooked from scratch uh, all the food yeah. that she made for all of us, uh, which was really great uh, and delicious. Um, and then about 20, 23 years ago, um, I moved to the city. I've lived in the city ever since. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. Where do you live in the city? Uh I can see uh, Our Lady of Sorrows from my Oh, front you're kind porch. of in my turf. Yeah, I'm at um, effectively Holly Hills and Kings Highway. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Yep. But I can see Sorrows uh, from my stoop. So you're a Golden Griffin, correct? Yes, I went to Viani. Get d that, just, we'll just get that out of the way. Right? <laughs> well, well, any time your burger comes up on the radio show... Like a bunch of Yanni guys will immediately text in and claim you, you know? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> it's like, this is their moment, you know? We got Trent Green and we got Max Local East. <laughs> yeah, Trent Green. That's a, that's a, he's a good one. Was he in we, class? We live, we live, uh, he's a year older than me, but we did grow up in the same subdivision. Did uh, you really? Yeah, he lived, uh, if I walked through the woods, he lived about, uh, I don't know. 150 yards from me. Would, would you run routes for him while he was? No, <laughs> no, no, no. He was solid though. Right? Oh, he, like, nope. Yeah, from the beginning, he, he did just. Yeah, he was. He was, he was a varsity quarterback. I he think, was. I soph remember a sophomore year. Uh, he was a star. Yeah. Um, and so you're you, you go to Viani. Are you like growing up because you made reference to your mom cooking everything from scratch, and that sounds like that had some form of an influence? Are you thinking I'd like to get into the restaurant industry, or was you were you no. just kind of wandering around as a high schooler? Look, full disclosure: at fifteen, my first job was McDonald's. <laughs> That's a true story. South County McDonald's. Uh, my second job was Doe Hacks, uh -huh. uh, which was right across the street at the time, <laughs> um, and uh, um, and my third restaurant job, I worked for Andres. I worked for. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, John. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, then did not work in the industry for a while. What were you doing um, then? Uh, 
after high school, um, I went to Rala. Uh, Three degrees. I have a, what do you? We got you. I assume engineering. I'm on, I mean, a, a default two, engineering. I, I actually, I, I went to Rala for a year. Um, and that was that was tough. Um, <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, but I did get a two year engineering degree from Merrimack, and then I got a uh, a finance, a bachelor of science in finance from UMSL, and then uh, I, you know, effectively wasted fifty thousand dollars on an MBA from Webster University. Ooh, that's gonna hit it close to home um, with Gangster Pete. You know, he just got it, one himself. I, I don't mean that. I'm not. That's not a knock on the school. That's just like. I don't uh, have any degrees. Why did I spend? I have eight hours left to get an undergrad. And I'm not sure it's going to happen. That was that was really it. Well, it seems like it's. I mean, it's. You know, do you do you think any of your success? But was all those of it? all those things. Uh, you know, I worked. My old man at the, uh, when I was in high school had started his own manufacturing company, and so when I moved back to town, I went to Merrimack. Um, I went to work for him. Or actually, his engineering director. Okay. And uh, I ended up spending. Uh, almost 15 years working for that company. I was ended up being the production manager, working for the uh, uh, for the plant manager who worked for my old man, um, and uh, uh, that was a really good experience. Yeah. I mean, we we ran 24 uh, seven, and uh, we had three shifts. You know, my, the first time I worked for him, he put me on the midnight shift. I was working midnight to seven. I had to go in on uh, Sunday nights at midnight. <sighs> I was 18, and he, I, I remember him saying, I, I want you to do this. I need you to do this so you know you don't want to do this kind of thing, right? Like, but Yeah, And so I was, on, I was on the floor. I was, you know, an operator on the floor working midnights. I was 18 years old. Um, and, uh, you know, well, that was, that was all really great experience because at the end of the day, what we have, a restaurant is just manufacturing food to order. The customer service is a little different because it's immediate yeah. and face-to-face, right. uh, but at the end of the day, you're trying to make a product consistently, quickly, to a lot of, in high volume. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, and so uh, I did that. After I did that, I went and I jumped into the IT world with my finance degree, and I worked for um, a company in town called Bridge Application Systems, which is out in Creve Core, and they provided real-time uh, uh, app uh, data uh, market data to customers using their software, right? right so yeah, Savas yeah. would drop a circuit in the building, Bridge would put the workstation on the desktop, or uh, you know, on the desk, and right. uh, now you've got, you can do your trades, you can do all these things. That's fine. And, uh, Did you enjoy doing that? Or uh, were you like, that oh, was something's unfulfilling? Fun. I liked working at Bridge. Um, uh, I knew my manager really well. Uh, you might know him. His name's Chris Gilgen. Um, he's St. Mary's guy. Um, it, yeah, that was that was fine. I took a couple other IT jobs after that, um, and I it wasn't as fun. Mm-hmm. The, the, the 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 environments. The dot com thing was fun because we were all in this. I don't know. And then after that, for me at least, it was just a computer job. And I was sitting at a desk with three big monitors in front of, in front of me. You know, sort of technical right. remote support. Right. <clears throat> um, but during that time, so this is, here's, here's the story. So during that time, I had decided that I wanted to eat better meat, and I started doing these, um, uh, these meat shares. We'll split a cow, split a pig. It comes packaged and cut up just like we all asked for. Um, and uh, we, I was doing it on a, on a message board, which used to be popular. Uh, oh, back was in the it day. on the Inside STL message yeah. board, a separate one? Uh, it wasn't on Inside STL. It was on STL Bytes. It was a local, okay. uh, right. local guy in town, Bill Burge. We worked together at Savas, but he put that board up. And it was really, it was kind of a who's who of the St. Louis food scene. This is like, this is like 03, 04, okay. 05. It was right after Niche opened yeah, in yeah. Benton Park. Yeah, Gerard, sure. Gerard came to town. Um but the people on the board, like, you know, I'm just a guy that knows Bill because we work together. Right. But on, and he had sort of been in the industry off and on, but all the, there was all these chefs. I mean, it was, it was a who's who of St. Louis, you know, the culinary 15, world 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, what a great was, thing for you to be able to communicate with them. That, that was probably, great. Like, yeah. you know, they would post pictures. Yeah. You know, there was Monarch Galliano was mm-hmm. running Monarch at the time. He was on remember that board, that and he would Maplewood? he would post his tasting menus. And I remember I sent him a text or a message one time, and I was like, "You just have to tell me how you come up with these flavor combos because I hear this stuff, and I go, how does somebody know that that's going to work?' Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. 
And so eventually the, uh, the, sh- the meat shares on that board got to be too much. I've, I've, or I felt like I was wasting Bill's bandwidth uh, to a certain degree. <laughs> and so we took it offline and we did this email thing. But I did that for six years, right? Like just charitably, I need some pork. I need a, some beef. Does anybody want to split this thing with yeah. me? And so that's how it grew. And so you did that out of your own interest? Yes. Correct, because you're not like at that time you don't have uh, no right, nobody right. was making money. Right, right. No, right. no, no, no. no. You they just wanted to eat better meat. Just it. That's it. Wow. Uh, that's All right. it. Uh, and to the tune of like, we'd have this group of people because we didn't buy ever just buy one. We bought several pigs and several cows, right. or whatever. And so you know, even if you were just casual sort of customer involved in it, at the very least you'd have to drop your cooler off at my house because we had to go get the stuff. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. And the way we framed it was um, we need more than one car a lot of times. And so if you drive, well, then everybody else pays for the gas kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was very organic mm-hmm. and just very like we're all just in this to eat higher quality stuff. And we know that if we buy the whole thing, the whole animal, we get a much better price, right, uh, than okay, buying some course. retail cuts. Makes right? sense. All right. And you can also, you know, with that, you get to tell the processor, hey, man, cut those chops inch and a half thick and put them three per pack. Or two, uh-huh, or uh-huh. there was some custom processing along with that, and so we did that for, I did that for six years, and then what happened was, my job at the time at that AT and T data center moved to India. They asked me if I wanted to move to India. I told them no. You did not want to. I did not want from to move to Oakville India. From the Oakville School District to I did India. Not want to move from South City <laughs> yeah. to uh, you know, Pune. Um, and uh, after talking with my wife. Uh, for more than a minute, we decided to take the leap. And so we started Max Local Buys, and we started it with by selling these meat shares. And then we also implemented a food subscription program that we still do to this day uh, every summer. And that's how we started our business. Wow. Wow. And we worked out of the civil life. Uh, mad props to Jake and the crew at uh, the civil life because, uh, yeah, for five years— we all of our pickups, everything. Everything was there. Which was yep. right down the street from me, as you know. Right, I lived right. two miles from there. Right. Um, and, uh, yes. Well, that decision that you have to make, and I don't know, I don't know what you, in your mid-30s at that time, late 30s? Uh, I was born in 1970. I'll be 50 this year. Oh, so big celebration. Then I was, yeah, it was like uh, eight years ago. So okay. I was probably 40. I was, no, I was, I was probably... 40. Do you guys have kids at the time? Uh, my, I, I have my Zach was born. Yeah, he was born in 2010. Okay, so he was when I was 40. So right about that. Time. All right, all right. Yes. So all he's re- ever known is his parents are self-employed. Th- yeah, yeah, for sure. So the reason I ask it is, this is I would imagine a pretty. This isn't like a decision you're making like at 23. You know, this is right. a pretty big decision. Your yes. job had just been relocated. You're not moving to India, and you're gonna, as you said, you have this discussion. You're gonna take the leap. It sounds like you both were pretty confident in what you were going to do. Otherwise you don't do it. But how, how defining was that moment? If you take yourself back, because it does now impact the Man, landscape. Right. We, we kind of, my wife and I, when we talk, we kind of say like all the decisions we have made over the course of, you know, call it 10 years, um, have really led us to this point. Exactly. Have really led us to this point. Um, it was a tough decision because at the time, um, when my job, when I, they told me it was moving to India, I did, I was making more money than I knew really? what to do with. It was a very good, it was, it, it was a fantastic job, except for the fact that I was sitting at a desk. Right. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and, and so we made that decision and it was tough. Um, but I did try to get some jobs. I had a recruiter, um, and I tried to get some IT jobs and it wasn't, it wasn't working out, but we had this thing, this, like what I didn't say was, um, when we moved the, uh, the, the meat shares over to an email, um, mm-hmm. like right, mass right, right. mailing list. Right. <clears throat> At the time when we, uh, decided to incorporate, we probably had five or 600 people. It went from family and friends to like, Oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, the other thing I didn't say is the last sort of charitable meat share thing that we did, um, the last pig buy, we bought 10 pigs. We had 40 people meet in Wilmore Park. Wilmore Park. Wilmore Park. Yes. <laughs> to split up 10 pigs worth of meat. And then the last cow buy we did, um, 
we bought three whole cows, like, and there was 10, 30 people at that one as well. So it was a thing, right? Like, it, and, and on my end, even though it was charitable and I wasn't making any money, I wasn't charging anybody anything. It was just, but it's a lot of work Yeah, sure. to organize, sure. And maintain. Like, I, like when I tell you that people drop coolers off of my house, there were times when there were 35 coolers <laughs> under my back deck and just, you know, in the middle of the night, somebody <laughs> stuffing one, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you can imagine, uh, right? Right, right. And, you know, everybody's name was on the, on the things. And so, uh, but because so, you had that group, you knew that there was a market. Am I, is that I, what you're I, saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed to be working. Right, right. Right. And it seemed like a good opportunity, but... So it so wasn't it was, a blind leap of faith because you, you had no, some... No, the thing had built. Like, right. without a stack of uh, uh, coins, like, how do you get that exposure without advertising? You know what I mean? Right, like, right, sure. we just did it because it's just what was happening. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what we were trying we weren't trying to do anything right. except for eat ourselves yeah yeah That's yeah, yeah that yeah. was the only thing i was trying to do um and so we so we incorporated um but then you know i lose my fancy job and all the bennies <laughs> and uh i'm 40 and i'm about to have a kid and <laughs> uh um i had to get another job so i took a job i worked at uh, sugary bakery in dogtown for four, oh, we- yeah, for four years yeah. i'm in their pot pies farm Pat and Jimmy over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And while doing all this stuff out of the civil life. Uh, and so, you know, effectively the next step is, you know, Max O'Gleet. Absolutely. What so yeah. what, what year does that open up? Max O'Gleet's, uh, we're approaching three years. Yeah. Uh, February 17th will be our three year birthday. February 17th will yep. be three years. Yep. I mean, the last three years I would imagine have had to have been just like, you know, holy shit. I mean, look what's going on here. What the fuck is happening? Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you have, I mean, you ask anybody who has had it what the best burger in St. Louis is. And at the very least, if they've had it, it's going to be, it's going to be mentioned. Now, somebody might have a preference on this or that, but it's certainly going to be mentioned. And you're doing it, you were doing it from a unique setup. I, at least I consider it to be unique. You, I imagine you would consider it to be unique, correct? Yes. The, all right. Okay. All Certainly right. in the sense that it was a tiny kitchen. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was extremely. So how did that How did that come to pass? When I'm talking about when you're on Tam, at, at Tam Avenue. Uh, how, did, how did we get there? Um, the, guys, the, the guys that own Tam um, reached out to me. Um, I'd been looking for a roof. For Max Local, right. that was that was my thing. They had an open retail space in that um, in the building that they're in. Um, sort of that building's kind of weird in, in the sense that it's like four compartments. Yeah. Originally, it was four addresses. Right. And now it's not. Right. Um, but they were looking for somebody to fill that uh, void, and they were also looking for somebody to take over their kitchen. Uh, they'd been doing the food service there themselves uh-huh. for a while, but. For whatever reason, they, they, wa- wanted they, to... they wanted to not do that. Anymore. Okay, and uh, um, you know it was it was really it was really weird that year. My wife and I had um, we had just come home from a two week vacation. Uh, we we like Christmas and New Year's out of town. Oh, it's the greatest! I'm not gonna lie, it's the greatest thing ever. Go over the there, greatest thing. Everything ever. happens. You come back. It's all done. it's all done. It's the greatest and, thing. And you, Whatever. Big fan. And so uh, we came back home. And I had said to her, we were on the beach. We were going to outside of Destin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I said to her, you know, if I was ever going to open a restaurant, I would open a little diner on the south side and just serve these dry aged smash burgers that you and I have been eating. It was a product that we sold at Max Local Buys. We had, mm-hmm. you know, non GMO grain finished beef that we dry aged and then the grass finished, which is a healthier, different flavor profile product. But I like the dried stuff, and I like smash burgers. And so we smash burgers at the house all the time. And uh, I said that to her um, just in passing because I know restaurant, especially restaurant you know, operations for 40-plus-year-old yeah, yeah, humans. Yeah. You're not 23. Right? Right. The whole deal. <laughs> and uh, so that was, that was said, and we came home, and uh, I took a phone call uh, asking me if I wanted to rent this retail space and take over this kitchen. And uh, um, we talked about it for a minute. And uh, I, I literally said to her, I go, I feel like we're just dumb enough, but I think we should do this. How great is that? What'd she and, say? Uh, 
she said, okay, let's do it. And, and you knew like, you were going to do a smash burger. And I tried to prep her, right? Like, yeah. because she has no, she's never worked in the industry. She's, she, she's been a caregiver all her life. She's awesome with kids. Um, but I tried to explain as best I could what sort of being in the industry is like. And, uh, you know, we know a lot more now than we ever did before. But we agreed, and I suppose the rest is history. Uh-huh. Um, uh, there was a question, you know, I was, you never know, right? Like I say it all the time, location, good chefs, good owners, like, there really is no guarantee in the industry. Right. You can have a lot of the pieces, and sometimes it just doesn't work. Right, out, right, right, right. right. Like for just whatever. Um, and so uh, it's been very humbling, quite frankly, um, what has happened, right? Just so, because it is so unusual. So on February 17th, 2017, it opens at TAM, and what what happens within the first, I mean, is it, is it instantaneous? I mean, how does, how does it? Not at all. Okay. All right. Not so yeah, all. so I'm curious. Like, I spent $0 on advertising. Um, we did a soft opening and then we opened for service. Um, and it was only dinner. Uh, we, the, the bar was open at three o'clock right. rather than lunch. Um, and, uh, and we were open a little later on or a little earlier on Saturdays and Sundays, but, um, no, it was not immediate. It was very much a, I don't know, sustained or I don't want to say it was a, a straight line, but mm -hmm. it was right. it was growth every month. Okay, that's what it was. And it was word of mouth. Uh, and totally word of mouth. Yes. Yeah. If you talk to some of the OG Dogtown customers, yeah. they'll be. I mean, five months in, they were like, "My fucking little burger joint isn't a <laughs> secret anymore." <laughs> Oh, the fuck is going on here? And and you know, um, so no, it was it was there were some things that happened, you know, some PR and some media that came about, um, but for the most part, it was just natural growth, yeah. word of mouth. And right? is there a point where it hits you, hits your wife, like we got something here, or was it just like because it was just kind of a sustained? If we're looking at like a graph, it's just kind of like a steady blue chip, or did all of a sudden at one point? You noticed a spike month over month where you go, okay, this is getting, this is getting real, real. Um, it wasn't, there, it wasn't a steep, uh, slope on the, uh, sales graph. It was very so steady, constant very, increase, blue it was, chip. It was very steady. It was very word of mouth. And then there were some media things that affected it the first year. The first year we were open, um, we were on the travel channel show, food paradise, which is a hour-long, not hosted show. It's yeah. a voiceover. I don't know if you know this, but the voiceover on that show, right? That show's been around forever, right? Mm -hmm. Food Paradise on Travel Channel. The voiceover is um, uh, uh, the uh Snyder's son oh, from no Twisted, Twisted Sister. Sister. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Is that right? That's his, that's his, is, that's his show. That right? That's his show. But it's a voiceover. Okay. It's not a, but we were on there in October, and they featured a couple of burgers. That was a big thing, right? Because a lot of people saw that. We were on Show Me St. Louis. That was a big thing. How did how'd the D. Snyder's son thing find out about you? Um, well, that's, I mean, he doesn't care. Um, yeah. um, they were in town. The way I heard it was they were in town, I think, to film um, Quee at either Miley or Nudo, it was probably Miley, um, and somebody else, somebody else canceled and they needed uh, another one. And so, like I heard about it a week before. Wow. And so when he came in, it was funny, Darren, the producer on the show, um, I didn't even know the theme of the show. I knew the show, I'd watched it a million times, but I was like, so when he walked in the door, I goes, what's the theme of the show, man? <laughs> and he goes, cheap eats. I go, what? <laughs> cheap eats? I have a $13 cheeseburger on my menu that doesn't come with fucking French fries. And he goes, oh, Mac, you never bought a cheeseburger in Los Angeles, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> he goes, that's a $30 cheeseburger right, in Los right, Angeles, right, that's right. what he said. Yeah. Um, and so that was a that was a thing, and then... <laughs> the next year, um, we got some even more good press. We were voted Best New Restaurant in Feast. Um, we won a couple more Best Burger Awards. We had won some the first year. RFT really hit our rip fries up uh, in a Best Fry. So it was just all very, yeah. at the end of the day, organic. Yeah. It was really just word of mouth. And, and still, even through year two, 
it was it was very gradual. Yeah. It was not crazy. And now here we are. You know, after eighteen months in, it's it is pretty, it's a phenomenon. I mean, it's a it true is, phenomenon, and it, it, to the point where people like have to do an analytic in their heads, like, man, I'm craving that burger, but my God, I'm going to have to stand and wait in a line. But obviously, people choose to do it. I choose to do it. I'm happy to do it. Nobody gets out of the line. Oh, that's, hell what, no. that's what I've known. Hell no. Um, you don't lose your spot. Hope you're enjoying the conversation with Chris McKenzie of Max Local Eats here on the Tim McKernan Show, hearing his story, how he built his business. James Carlton is also a local entrepreneur. He is building his business, and a lot of you have made the switch to James Carlton. For those of you who haven't, I bet a lot of people could tell you how easy it is. I'm one of those people. It was just as safe as saying, you know what, James, I want to make the move. And he was like, all right. Then they take care of the paperwork. I sign the documents. And now anytime I have any issues, it's 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. It's that simple. And you have somebody who tends to this so closely that you know you and your family are taking care of. Home, life, auto, it doesn't matter. James Carlton is on top of it, and they make sure that nothing slips through the cracks. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. But I would frame it like, uh, and I don't. I, I say it all the time, but I don't expect guests to think about it like this. But if you go out to eat on a Saturday night, um, how uh, well, the time in the door and the time out the door, mm-hmm. right? And certainly the formats of different restaurants yeah, I matter. Saying. I know what you're saying. But if you just call it time in the door, time out the door, our wait is never really longer than an hour and 15 minutes. It's sometimes an hour and a half. It sort of depends on what people order right. to a certain degree. We can we can cook so much food per hour. Sure. I can tell you about what that is. Um, and so the the line itself isn't always indicative of what's going on in the kitchen. Right. Does that make right. sense? Oh, 100%, like, yeah. Because just watch where somebody guys. makes a just, huge order. You yeah, know, right? If we have to take up that whole, if we have to take up that whole flat top to put yeah. down their one order. Um, but if you can get in the door, in and out the door in an hour and a half, two hours on a sat on a busy Saturday, where are you going to go eat? Yeah. 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 The, but what's different is. Yeah. You're standing. Somebody has to stand. Right. And so it feels yes. like it's, yeah, you're right on that. So when you take a step back and you see this phenomenon, what do you think the secret has been? I know you talk about the dry aged that, that is that, but I mean, we're not even getting into, like the fries. Talk about the fry, fries are sick. The yes. ripple. I mean, that's. You know what I think? I think it all matters. I think good food and good service, right? That's a big part. But I think the social media matters. I think um, having a good staff, being able to pay your staff well not, and not have turnover. Man, I hear so much from people in the restaurant business about how tough it is to find quality people you can rely on, especially like at the top of the totem pole below you and your, your wife, you know? Yes. That's, that's like a huge thing in St. Louis restaurants. That's a, that's a plague, it sounds like. It's a thing. There's a the, uh, the supply of good um, labor um, is, um, there's not a lot of it, yeah. right? And the demand is really high in St. Louis. It's been that way for many years. Um, and so, yeah, we are very, we, we, I mean, I would tell you I have the best staff in town mm-hmm. because I watch them work yeah. ticket after ticket. Uh, uh, and uh, and that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But I think all of those things matter. Location, certainly. Um, all of those things matter when it comes to executing and having people come eat your food, mm-hmm. right? That's spend their hard earned money, yeah. right? Like, um, and so I think, I think, I think all those things have to come together. Um, as far as the food though. I yeah. Why I, is it? I mean, everybody makes a burger, but why? I mean, there is an absolute difference. Uh, it, well, it's twofold. It is the, the dry aging process. I mean, if somebody served you a, two ounce dry aged Chuck burger, it would taste, you know, very good. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's no doubt. But that dry aging, literally that beef, that product is now different than every other burger joint or meat joint or whatever you want to call it that doesn't serve that. Okay. It's different. Okay. And in my opinion, it is this big. My hands are spread wide yes, apart. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, um, just on the flavor profile. And then, yeah, in our case, you know, we're not serving four-ounce smash burgers, which I think are just well done and 
There's no crispy edge. Yeah. It's just sort of a well-done patty kind of thing. Yeah, they they certainly smash it. Yes. Uh, what we do is really shape it. It's it's very a particular how we make that patty, what it needs to be. Um, and uh, it, it creates, you know, when you cook a pork chop in a pan, you get a bunch of uh, the little brown bits yep, and you yep, make a pan yep, sauce, yep, yep, right? Yep, yep. Uh, that's all the flavor that those caramelized sugars, that Maillard reaction or Maillard reaction that caramelizes those sugars. Uh, we just don't leave any of it on the flat top. Mm-hmm. Um, we scrape it all off and it stays with the burger. So those edges are, you know, they might poke a hole in your cheek if you're not uh, careful. Uh, They're pretty sharp and crispy, right? Yeah. Um, but I think those are the two things. And those so the, the, is the same thing that you and your wife were doing at home when you were getting this meat, whatever, yeah. a decade ago? It's yeah, the same thing? we make burgers at home, yeah. right? And uh, I have a nice big cast iron pan. I could only make two patties at a time because yeah. the silly lip on the pan, it's right. not, you need yeah, a flat you need top because you're running, your arm's running into that. Um, uh, but yeah, that's what we did. And <sighs> And, and here we are. Yeah. Now I'm on the morning after and show. I, yeah, absolutely. On a, I mean, now you're on the mountaintop. <laughs> on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> you're on the mountaintop. Um, so you get in a spot, though, where you guys make a decision to to move from Tam down to Cherokee. Sure. What was the, what was, and I don't know if this is like kind of, well, I don't want to get into it. I have no idea if it is. Say say it and that's cool. But it, what was the what was the reasoning? No, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty transparent. I, f- I figured as much, but I uh, wanted to give you that out. <laughs> uh, look, man. 12 months in, we outgrew that space. Yeah. The line was Good problem such, to have. Great problem. The the big thing, there were so many pluses about that location. There was, I don't know if you remember, but there was a big, uh, you know, sort of garage or storage, you know, where they have the yeah. video games and stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, was, that allows for a lot of space, yeah. man. And that's, you know, you don't always get that, you know, in every location mm-hmm. that you have. And so that was great. The patio was great. But the floor plan, when I, I mentioned those four different storefronts mm-hmm. that right, were the OG right. building. Um, so it wasn't open and there were doorways between each yeah. of them. And it just wasn't conducive to what we were doing. And I was standing in the window and as, as somebody who likes good service and tries to understand what the guests are going through, like it, it, just wasn't working out like we it, it wasn't comfortable for the guests like right. it's not even we were fine yeah that you guys kitchen, were fine you were in the kitchen kitchen um for service for us um was as efficient as it needed to be like right because that window person could literally hand food we would text you back in the day yep, right I come know. get your food yep and uh they could be taking an order while handing somebody else their food mm-hmm. right or you take two steps and you could turn on the dishwasher yeah it was extremely efficient. It was tiny as fuck. Yeah, yeah. But it was extremely efficient. Uh, but at the end of the day, we had outgrown the space. And, uh, you know, after 12 months, I, 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 was, I was looking for a spot, mm-hmm. right? Trying to buy a building, whatever. Um, but as it turned out, the guys from Bluewood, um, they cold called me. I didn't know them. Nothing. They sent me an email. The brewmaster sent me an email in hindsight, and, and after the fact, he told me that his three partners laughed at him when when he told them he was going to send an email to me. He's like, "There's no fucking way yeah, he's yeah. coming down here." And uh, I, my reply, I literally said, "I was like, Cameron, I don't know who the fuck you are, but you had me at the space <laughs> because I knew the space really right. well, uh-huh. and, I, and I knew we would fit in there. And I also thought, more than anything, somebody needs to be in that building." Because that's an awesome building mm. in St. Louis, mm. right? It's got all the history. It's beautiful. It's uniquely awesome. And so your appreciation of that element of this, which you might not realize is unique, is in my opinion unique, that that is something that's important to you. Like you're not just going to pop up, you know, take your pick of whatever. That, that you part of, <clears throat> Do you view it as part of your success that it's in these kind of authentic, so to speak, buildings and bars? Is that a key to it? Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I would tell you the first time was just, oh, it's an opportunity. Sure. And then we did what we did and here we go. Um, during the time of two and a half years that we were in Dogtown, I I mean, I had a guy from Berkeley, California tell me I needed to open a, one of these burger joints in fucking Sonoma County. (laughs) He was like, there's no good burger here. You should do this. You will crush it. I've had your burger, whatever. Um, and been approached Many times by different folks to do something over there right. or over here. Um, and I don't know, like, 
I'm busy. And <laughs> does that make sense? I mean, I, I don't. Is, I, I certainly want to hear the story, but what I was also looking forward to asking is, why not expand? Fuck that. <laughs> like, there's the answer. <laughs> um, you, you never say never, but at the end of the day, like, I, I don't know. The experience that I, like, you, you can make it easy and say I can't be two places at once. And, you know, I, I've i talked to other people, uh, restaurant people who have been part of, like, uh, uh, local restaurants that have expanded right. to multiple locations within the city, whatever. Right. And what I, the consistent theme that I hear is it's really hard to transfer the culture to the new location that the OG owner built. Right. Right. And, um, and, and that's the thing. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't, you want to water it down? Right. I feel like, um, I feel like there's kind of two people, two types of business owners. You know, are you counting margins and cycle times and pennies? Or are you just trying to make the best shit? Yeah. On the two extremes, yeah. not obviously sure. fall in the sure. Um, and right now, I would tell you, this is just fine. Having another place in West County or or, or wherever is uh, it's not on the radar. No, really? no. That's I mean, it's I, I, I have to tell you, it's it, it's refreshing because I feel like, and I could be wrong. I don't know a damn thing about the industry, but I feel like if you did want to do it. You know, I don't know what you're making. None of my business, but I'd be like, I feel like you would make God only knows how much more. I'm, sure. I'm sure you're well aware of that. Now it's going to be some added stress, and you know you can't be in two mm-hmm. places at once or yep. ten places at once. Yep. But you're sitting on, if you wanted it, all kinds of dollars. I, I think, yeah, I think what you're saying is, then um, you're right. It would be easy to replicate sort of in and of itself. Okay, yeah. Take a picture put it over there. Yeah, right? Right. You're right. Um but at the same time, uh you know, now you got more expenses and more things and more pressure. Like the pressure, the uh, the one thing uh that I don't hear talked about in the in the industry um a lot is the pressure that's on the owners to keep the goddamn thing afloat because there's x number of people counting on this for life. Yes. Right? Couldn't agree with you either. That's, um, that's, that's everybody business, but I agree with you 100%. Yeah, my staff. you got to be cognizant of that. And it's not just those employees. It's their spouses. Of course. Or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever their it is. De- and then their kids. The dependents. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a monster domino effect. So it's not as easy as, oh, well, why don't you just make cuts? Okay, but I, there's a human impact on that. That's a real thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, as it stands, we're happy with the way things are, um, and uh, you know, never say never. We've kicked around the idea of some sort of uh, official mobile uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a food truck guy. I, I like a trailer a little better, yeah. maybe. Um, but as far as like having a bunch of, you know, one over here, one over there, one over there, no, just no. I mean, because I figured you had to have a reason. I'm sure it's been brought to you a I mean, thousand times. Of course. But God, I'm just like... It was reinforced to me to a certain degree. I was I was in Georgia a couple weeks ago for a boucherie uh, that my buddy, my two buddies put on. And um, chefs from all over the country. It was a four-day food event. We harvested a bunch of pigs and sheep and goats and chickens and turkeys and rabbits. And then ate it over four days. And uh, I talked to this guy who's a chef owner from San Francisco... And uh, he was, we were, he, he was, uh, he was cooking uh, fried chicken in cast iron pans on an open uh, Alvaron barbecue grill as I was having this conversation oh, with yeah. him and feeding the guests. <laughs> and uh, he said, you know, I expanded to four, to four locations in Frisco and I just recently went back to one. Really? And he was like, am I making more money? Sure, I am. But I'm also making a lot more things. Yeah. The pressure, the expenses, the headaches, the just he was like It's not all about the I, dollars. Just, well, you gotta quantify those other elements. But that's I think a, it's a, a healthy I, thought. I, I think it's a personality thing. Yeah. To a certain degree. Yeah. Like either that's you or it's not you. Yeah. Like is is Vinny gonna open uh Blue City Deli in Wico? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No, no it's not, not uh, he's, he's he's got his place. This is just Benton fine. Park. This is good. Um and so uh so yeah, that's, that's interesting. It's that's, so 
it's just, it's not, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not something that usually, this isn't usually the way, like, which we both agree, your story's an incredible story. It kind of came out of nowhere. Literally. Okay, all right. Yeah. And then usually then it's like, because when you have this rush of success, usually that is also, that is propelled by, you know, incredible ambition. And I'm certain that there's ambition, but that ambition oftentimes have no has no ceiling. And for you, it's kind of like, I've gotten it. I'm happy. Sounds like your, your wife is happy. You guys are cool with it, and you don't have the external bullshit and pressure. Yep. And it's like, yeah, I... And you're also cognizant of that which lacks on the other side. The grass is not always greener. It's like, yeah, we can build them up and maybe I'll make more money. But there's also going to be this other shit that's on the other side of it. Well, and and also, I can't be there. Yeah. Like one of the things, like, <laughs> I really like being at work. I like talking can't to the Can't put it guests. out of value like, on that, like, I don't, I'm, I'm not scheduled. I don't schedule myself for service at all anymore. But I'm there all the time. And it's effectively just guest relations, yeah. whether it's for the market or mostly for the restaurant, but talking to folks, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, Tim, my business card says head dishwasher. On. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, because, you know, when I'm there, I'm, I'm on the clock. That's what you're doing. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Whether it's talking or busting tables yeah. right, or whatever. Right. Um, and people make jokes. Why is the owner busting tables? You know, I think that's a great it's thing. It's part job, of the dog. deal, like, man. I, like, I'm not above that. Right. Right? And I don't want my staff, because we, the way we work, um, you know, everybody's treated equal. There is no dish person. We all do dishes. If you dirty some shit, well, you clean, clean some up, shit. Yeah. If you're on expo, well, you clean the trays, right? Like, uh, I just think that's really important. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's sort of our philosophy with the kitchen as a whole. It's like, there is no, um, like, O-U-I, we, mm. chef. It's not that. Yeah. It is very much um, a team effort. Some gal, I was standing in the window last Saturday. We were asses to elbows from open to close. And the gal working window at night, I'd been standing in our much bigger window now, right? Uh -huh. And I was talking to guests. And, she, and uh, Maggie said to me, she was like, you didn't tell them you were Mac. And I was yeah. like, it's not about me. It's yeah. about us. Like, that's not. That's not your personality. It, it, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like, I, I just. Give them good service yeah. and give them good food, and it, it doesn't it doesn't matter that yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, that, yeah. Or that's right. how, that's how I look at right. it. I really want everybody on my staff to know that it's uh, that it's about us. Yeah, that's and, so, so healthy. This is not. I mean, I, I figure, like I said, that if you really wanted to expand, you will. You would have done it by now because you could. Yes. But now I'm hearing the reasoning for it, which I think will make people even a bigger fan. Because it's just like you just don't want to you don't want to water down the quality that you've built, it, it, and increase stress in your life. All the things, right? Yeah. Like, no, I'm trying to stay home more. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, I have a nine year old. Yeah, yeah. He's about to turn ten. Yeah. Uh, you know, he plays on a couple soccer teams now, and all all these things. Like, I don't want I don't want I can't I don't want to miss that. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's one time. Yeah. And we're done here, uh, and so. Uh, so yeah, no. Part of our goal this year was actually, with my wife and I, was let's try to do more stuff for us. Personally, and, you know, we've we've done this like yeah. for three years, and you know, I, I, you know, it's a thing, right? Yeah. Running a restaurant because there's no days off. Yeah. The phone rings, the people call, the staff. You know, you have your sort of staff <laughs> you know everybody you know sure. it's a, it's a thing right absolutely. like it's, it's a fucking thing yeah you're and managing so, uh, a variety of personalities absolutely yes that's absolutely. what's part that's part of the deal it is you were kind enough and i thought it, pete and i thought it was because iggy requested it and it was going to be awkward but no you were kind enough to bring in treats pete's probably irritated that i'm keeping you in here because he wants to eat i'm looking forward to it <laughs> i don't blame you so am i and I asked you before we got going, I said, are you at a point where you're like, oh my God, I can't eat this anymore. And you told me, no, absolutely not. You can, so you can. And that's, that, that's a wonderful thing. Yep. I eat burgers occasionally when yeah. I go out, I'll try one, uh, or, you know, whatever. Um, I think that's great though. And it'd suck if you didn't enjoy it. I mean, you, you and your wife essentially created these things, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's for real. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, it's, it's mostly the beef yeah. It's mostly, you know, I, I tell people all the time now that I'm in this world of burgers and stuff, 
generally speaking, if you like a cheeseburger at somebody's shop, generally, uh, without being specific, you like that stack of flavors that's between those two buns. Mm -hmm. The goat cheese, the caramelized onions, whatever it may be. Right. But do you ever walk away eating that burger going, God damn, that meat was really good. Right. You you don't really do that. Right. You say the, the sandwich is yes, good. Yes, exactly. You have no idea. But, I don't think most people even have a clue. Um, but I feel like with us, it's different. Yeah. That it's it the meat like just meat and cheese. You don't need yeah. any toppings, right? Right, like, right, right. right. Uh, but the meat tastes so good. And so that's what I think is that's that's the line. Yeah. Uh, were the fries your idea? We tried thirty different frozen no French fries from our purveyor before we landed on the one we're on. God, I like those fries. They're pretty good. The, what, 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 yeah, what about the Riplet uh, play? Was that uh, you? That was me. That was you? Sure. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely I'll tell you, back in the day, uh, um, when I was still working out of the civil life, um, I ended up uh, being selected to be on a travel channel reality TV show. It was a series they were doing called the Underground Barbecue Challenge. And so basically what we had to do, myself and my team of three assistants, um, uh, we it was a barbecue event. You had to throw a party for like 50 to 75 people, um, which they expected you to pay for. <laughs> and then it was your team, uh, your crew, against another team in town. Right. And so the, the team we played against was at Fortune Teller, or at least that's where they worked out of. And the series was, you know, there was Brooklyn, there was New Orleans, there was St. Louis, whatever. Right. It was these head-to-heads. But that meal that we served, um, I made Provel mac and cheese with crushed Red Hot Ripplets on top uh, because I love Red Hot Ripplets, right. number one. Uh-huh. And I thought they went really well together. And so that was, that was 2013. Um, and that was all done on the patio at the Civil Life. <laughs> in below freezing temperatures <laughs> with no roof. Um, our shit was freezing. The salad dressing froze like the fucking. It was. Our beers were freezing. We were out there for nine hours. Right? We, and the, the barbecue thing we had to do, the, the cut of meat was a whole pig. We had to roast a whole pig. Um, but it was it was it was freezing fucking cold. But that was the first time I mixed. I, I used the ripplet. Yep. And I thought when I opened the restaurant after they started selling their dust, I was like, this is the deep height. This is the deep fried hot version of their potato chip in French fry form. And I know everybody loves those chips, oh, right? Because yeah. they're fan- the seasoning in those fuckers is 80% sugar. Is that it, what it is? They, that's a true story. We dry cured some bacon. We dry cured some bacon with it in the shop, but I needed to know the spec sheet because salt and sugar and uh-huh. sodium nitride matter when you cure bacon. Uh, and so I got the spec sheet and it said 40% sugar, 40% other sugar. And I was like, <laughs> well, there you have it. America <laughs> in a fucking bag, right? <laughs> you got potato <laughs> chips with 80% sugar. The original gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, this is. Uh... This is awesome. I mean, I've been, it's been great to hear the story, but I think the thing that actually is even more fascinating, the story is incredible, is like the cognizance that you and your wife have of like, no, we actually want to do less, you know, personally, you want to do more and then therefore you're not like going, okay, let's meet with some VC firms and try to get this thing on the West Coast and then we'll gradually get ourselves to the East Coast and then we'll get to, so it's like, no, I'm good. It's fine, man. Yeah. It's fine. Do I need a McMansion? Like, now we need a maid. It's just like that guy said. You you, you get more money, and I got to spend more money. got all this fucking shit going on. Like, And again, I think it comes down to personality. Because if right. people like to do that, I mean, you, should, for them. you, you yeah. should do that. That's fine. It's not right or wrong. But I think you're just uh, a happier person if you don't have to deal with bullshit, you know? Right? Yeah. There's right. value in that which you're not dealing with. But it's tough to quantify that on a balance sheet. But there's real value in that. There's a lot of truth. Yeah. Not you know? unlike advertising dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete and I were about to hit you up, by the way, before you get out of here. <laughs> I, figured, I figured that'd be it. Yeah. You brought the burgers <laughs> and nice that was lead. good enough. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this has been great, man. Thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. This is, I've been, I, I mean, I'm so excited to hear the story. And then, like I said, like, I'm cool. Yeah, I could expand, but fuck it. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> like I said, never say never, but at the end of the day, it, yeah. It's at the very least, you're not like, okay, we we're going to in and out, or we're not going to be like, you know, Whataburger or whatever, Shake Shack. Yeah. No, dude. <laughs> fuck. 
<laughs> Good for you. That makes me happy because you're happy. It's already bad enough. Like, uh, not bad enough. But my kid who, you know. Does he uh, like the burgers? We, he does. Yeah. Um, he's nine years old. Um, but all he's known is his parents being self-employed, which has meant varying degrees of unbalance yeah. with regard to managing these businesses, right? And it's hard for us to go anywhere where we, where we don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of his thing. Like, he's like kind of, he's on to that. He's like, man, can we just go somewhere where you don't have to fucking talk to somebody? Because all you do is fucking talk, Dad. <laughs> and it's frustrating to me. because <laughs> I don't have any time with just my I would yeah. I would prefer yeah. more balance yeah, in our yeah. lives is what he would probably yeah. say. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's just, let's, let's do what we do. I think that's fine. Uh, and, uh, you know, whatever. It's just healthy. I don't know. It's just healthy. You're happy and it's just a healthy way to go about life. I think, I don't know. It's, it's, it's somewhat counterintuitive to the way that most entrepreneurs are wired. I think it's like, okay, we got that. Now we got to get to the next thing. Okay. Now we got to the next thing. And I just think it's great. It's the, uh, makes me give, it gives me pause. It's it's Dr. Seuss, man. I'm figuring, I'm figuring and bigger. Right. Remember that? The Lorax. Fucking. And now there's no more truffle. (laughs) It's smart though. It's smart. Chris enjoyed the hell of it. Thanks, man. Thank you. So there it is. Chris Mack McKenzie here on the Tim McKernan show presented by Mark Hanna of evergreen wealth strategies what perspective on expansion i'm telling you i wanted to hear a story but i couldn't wait to ask him about expanding because i knew he was an entrepreneur and usually usually not across the board usually somebody who takes the chance and starts his or her own business wants wealth and you know all that comes with it. And they recognize that yeah, there's going to be some downside. There is risk. Number one, you have that right out of the gate. Uh, chance of failure is very high, no matter what industry, restaurant especially. But with, with regard to Mac's perspective, uh, yeah, I'm happy. And I don't think the product necessarily would be great if we just started doing these all over the place because I can only be in one place at one time. And I'm just like, wow, that's so great. My dad has a friend. And he goes, yeah, he's just kind of happy making, you know, th- this number and that's it. Doesn't really, and I kind of go, I kind of look at it and I go, God, good for him. I think that, I think that's a happier way to go through life. That was kind of like, like the interview and the intent was to talk burgers and we certainly did and the rip fries, but I kind of got some surprising perspective on it. I don't know if I will necessarily adhere to it, but, uh, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, I guess he he does have his own thing, so he does have the, the thing that you the, the other thing about being an entrepreneur is control, uh, you know, and not having to to deal with some things that you may not uh, or may otherwise have to if you don't. So it's not just about money, wealth. Um, so he does have that; it is his own business. Um, and so from that standpoint, I was just like, yeah, good for you, man. You're happy. Your wife's happy. You want to spend more time with your wife and your son? Good for you. So outside of that, the story of how it all happened, I had no idea. And then he's just like, yeah, we have the best and here's how we do it. And people are welcome to try to copy it. They probably can't, but they're welcome to try. But either way, it's not just about the burgers. So uh, loved that uh, conversation uh, with Chris. And we'll probably have some more uh, St. Louis business uh, owners, entrepreneurs on over the course of the, uh, of the next few months here on the Tim McKernan Show. Always welcome your feedback. guess you could try to... Get your business owner on, uh, kiss his or her ass, uh, and email me and suggest it. Uh, honestly, it probably would have more people that, of, of products I'm interested in than trying to do somebody's free advertising campaign. But uh, I always welcome feedback at Tima Kernan at InsideSTL.com. Thank you to our sponsors, TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Uh, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies at EvergreenSTL.com. James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency at CarltonInsurance.net. Design Air, heating and cooling at designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest, and also Johnny Landoff Chevrolet at landoff.com, Highway 270, and the Washington Elizabeth exit, Chevy. Find new roads for Gangster Pete. For AE, I'm Tim McKernan. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Peloton, let's go. 
this holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.